Nike's subscription service, Tumblr's new owner, and five ways to take your health back during the workday. Welcome to Working Girl Talk. Welcome back to Working Girl Talk. Hope you've had an awesome week. Let's dive right into the news stories because there are some fun ones this week. Nike is joining the subscription service club. Nike announced that they're entering into the subscription service market with the launch of a sneaker club for kids called Nike Adventure Club. TechCrunch says the new program is specifically designed to make shopping easier for parents who struggle to keep up with their growing children's shoe needs. Makes sense. Instead of taking kids to the store and trying on different pairs of shoes to find something they like, the Nike Adventure Club will instead ship anywhere from four pairs to a dozen pairs of shoes per year, depending on the model that a parent chooses. Club pricing begins at around $20 a month and just goes up from there, which that $20 a month model um, is set to ship shoes every 90 days. So this is interesting because I feel like we've seen a lot of subscription services pop up and I think this is one of the first major shoe brands to do so. At least I haven't heard about any others. So I guess we'll see how this goes for Nike. The only thing that sounds a little odd to me, I I, guess I see the problem with um, kids growing out of shoes so quick, but some of these options are a lot, like 12 new shoes. Like, so you'd be getting like on the more expensive side, you'd be getting a new pair of shoes each month. I don't know. Do Does a parent want that? But maybe four times a year is better. So I don't know. I guess we'll see how that goes for Nike. But yeah, another interesting step into the subscription service bo- or box market, which I'm also curious if you subscribe to a subscription box let me know because I feel like there's all these ones out there and they're cool but I don't know many people that actually subscribe to any or at least don't know many which it's such a big market apparently because so many people are diving into it I'd love to know if you subscribe to any so there we go. The only ones that I hear of most often are probably FabFitFun, which, which maybe that's the influencer marketing doing its job there, um, and Book of the Month Club. I think they're like the, that subscription box for books. I think those are the two that I hear about the most often. So I don't know. This is interesting. Good luck to Nike. Next story. Six years ago, Yahoo purchased Tumblr and Tumblr is getting a new home. So around six years ago, Yahoo purchased Tumblr for around $1 billion. And this week, its parent corporation, Verizon, who knew Verizon owns Yahoo, they're selling this once dominant blogging platform. So in May, they'd actually announced that Verizon was looking for a new owner of the site that inherited through the acquisition of Yahoo. And now they're finally finding, now they're finally getting a new owner. So WordPress owner Automatic Inc. has agreed to take the service off Verizon's hands, which for those of you that don't know, WordPress is a website builder platform similar to like Uh, Squarespace, those types of things. Terms of the deal are undisclosed right now, but the number is nominal compared to the original asking price per an article in the Wall Street Journal. The last half decade has been tough on Tumblr as Facebook's Instagram, like the, the big dogs, Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, have taken people away from the platform. So they've kind of been going downhill. And But as a part of the deal, the company will take on 200 of Tumblr staffers. So it sounds like WordPress is excited to kind of rebuild that and still take 
what they have and make it better. And all of the quotes from like WordPress and Verizon, it just makes it seem like everyone's really excited about it. So uh, my take is, could this be the return of Tumblr? Automatic has a long road ahead of them because continually Tumblr's numbers just decrease and decrease for a variety of reasons. Also, do we need Tumblr? Do we need Tumblr in this era of personal blogging, of Reddit, of Instagram? There's a lot of places to do something similar to Tumblr. Do we need it? Maybe. I guess we'll see if WordPress does the improvements, which WordPress, like that's what my website's built built on. I love it. So I trust the automatic Inc. WordPress's owner that's now buying Tumblr. I feel like they have they probably have some big plans for this. So I guess we'll see if the rise of Tumblr comes back. And last story, some big updates in the podcasting world this week. Spotify announced the launch of its podcast analytics dashboard, which is huge. Podcast data is really hard to track down, hard to measure, hard to see, and sometimes doesn't seem very accurate. So they announced this full-fledged analytics dashboard for podcasters, which is super cool. But just a day after they announced that, Pandora announced that it's expanding its own podcasting efforts with the arrival of self-service of a self-service online hub for creators. The new, this new Pandora for podcasters feature will allow creators to submit their shows for inclusion on the streaming service, which then allows them to be discovered through Pandora's show and episode level recommendation systems, you'd be able to find them in Pandora. According to TechCrunch, Pandora's entry into the podcast market began late last year when they applied their music selection process to podcasting. So it takes into account so many different things to serve you content they think you'll be interested in, like ratings, production style, content types, host profile, and more, as well as listener signals. So when you skip or replay something, they take that into consideration too. So they have a really in-depth algorithm. And the result is a system that is able to suggest not just shows you may like, but also episodes you may like, which is kind of cool. That's a little different than stuff that we've been used to. I've never used Pandora for podcast listening, but that's pretty cool. I think we'll see a rise in more podcasts from this for sure. And now, so now at the launch of this podcast, Pandora for podcasters, podcast creators, both large, small, whoever will be able to submit their own shows for inclusion on the Pandora's catalog. And to do so, they'll just submit their show's RSS feed URL to Pandora directly and answer a few questions about the podcast. I think this makes perfect sense. Spotify, Apple, all these other platforms, creators can submit already. That That's why you can listen to Working Girl Talk on Spotify, Apple, wherever. Why wouldn't Pandora be a part of this? So I'm really glad that they're jumping in on this. So now more creators will have the chance to get their content seen, content heard. So that'll be really cool. So after today's episode, I know what I'll be doing later. Submitting Working Girl Talk to Pandora. (laughs) Now it's time for our Working Girl Topic of the Week. Have you ever been so into a work project that when you finish, you realize you haven't moved in hours? Or when you're leaving at the end of a long work day, you realize you didn't go outside once? What about thinking you'll go to the gym after work and then as soon as you see your couch, all that motivation just goes out the window? Oh, I've been there. I've so been there and so have hundreds of other working Americans. Um, A stat from 2016, a study interviewing 1,600 workers in the U.S. saw that 44% of them thought their job affected their overall health, which I would love to see a number from this year because I feel like that could be a little bit different of a stat, but still almost half of people thought just a few years ago that their job affected their overall health. But the workday does not have to hurt your health. And that's something that I've really tried to be cognizant of ever since graduating college 
college, entering the workforce. So through trial and error and looking into some expert advice, I've compiled some top tips to have a healthier workday. And just a disclaimer, I'm not like a doctor or anything. These are just things that have helped me and what I've read help other people too. So this can apply to people who work in an office, work from home, a little bit of both. Let's dive in right into these tips. So tip number one, wake up early with the intention to do something before the workday. Get this. We've all been there when you just keep hitting the snooze button. So when you finally do get up, it's a race to get out the door and you have just enough time to get ready and make it to work barely on time. Being rushed is not a good way to start the day. If you wake up early or if you you wake up already feeling behind and that feeling affects your whole outlook on the day. And most of the time your mentality does affect your physicality. So like your physical well-being as well. And if you're just waking up just in time, that means your sole focus for the day is work. If that's the case, you're probably someone who feels like your life revolves around your job or your work schedule and you have no time for anything else. So to combat this, wake up at least 30 minutes earlier. It's just 30 minutes earlier. So then you have time to do something before work, whether that's working out, reading some of a book, eating a nice breakfast, working on a passion project, walking the dog, whatever it may be. There's a good list of ideas. If you have time to do something before work, you'll feel like you've already accomplished something. So that heightens your sense of confidence because you've already got something done before you've even gone to work and you'll already be up beforehand, which means you won't have to deal with the snooze button running late and feel that feeling of rush. So wake up a little bit earlier and get something done before the workday starts, which it doesn't have to be anything huge, just something to kind of to wake you up, get you started, check something off the to-do list. So then, and then you're not running late for work. Tip number two, own your lunch hour. Research has shown that if someone takes control over their lunch break, instead of stressing out over work, mindlessly eating at your desk, all that nonsense, it can contribute to avoiding an unproductive and sad afternoon. So if you take control of that lunch break, you will feel more in control and start avoiding those unproductive afternoons. First things first, don't take lunch at your desk. Get outside, eat lunch with a coworker, make that time about you because it is. It's like you're off the clock and don't treat lunch as an obstacle that's in the way of getting work done. Then get in that mindset of if you do take a lunch, it will actually help you get more work done. Lunch helps you recharge to get that work done later and along with that, I'm a big fan of packing your own lunch for work too. It saves money and helps be more mindful of what you're putting into your body. How many times do we forget to pack a lunch or even think about food that finally when lunch hits or when you finally going to pull yourself away from your desk that you just settle for something close and easy because you just want to get back to work. And a lot of the time that might not even be the healthiest option too, because you're just such a rush, like that work, like it's not planned at all. So you're just desperate. Getting in the mindset of owning your lunch hour, owning your time will help you enjoy this part of your day and improve your work health. It just makes you so much more productive and happy. If you're eating right, eating something that makes you feel energized, then you'll feel more energized in the afternoon and just really owning that lunch hour. And I can't express how important that is, like just the difference that it makes that lunch, like take that as your time. That is the time to stop working. And what about snacking while we're talking about lunch? Let's, let's talk about snacking. Sometimes I just can't wait until lunch and need to have something to hold me over. (laughs) 
who else has been there? You just are starving. So sometimes offices supply food and snacks, which is awesome, but it might not be the healthiest option or even stuff you, or even stuff you like. Rather than eating the office donuts, packing your own healthy snacks can be a good way to fight off hunger and limit meaningless food intake. So if donuts are just there, you might just be eating it even if you're not hungry or don't want anything. So apples, nuts, protein, protein bites, yogurt are all good options for a quick snack before lunch, at least that I have found, or for that long afternoon stretch. Tip number three, get out of your seat. I know this is easier said than done, but being super into your work is great, but don't let it prevent you from moving. Make sure to stand up at least once every hour, walk around. Personally, I have a big problem with this. Like it's so, it's really easy for me to get, to forget and just keep sitting and be doing my thing. I've really enjoyed having my Apple watch notify me that whole time to stand up (laughs) if I haven't moved in an hour. So if you have any sort of smartwatch, I think all of them have a similar feature. And if you need to, like another tip would be if you need to add walks into your calendar or if you use a project management tool like Asana, like add that in your Asana tasks um, or in your Google Calendar, like make sure it's a part of your day, like 15 minute walk at 1030, Um, whether it's taking a stroll around the office or walking to the bathroom, any movement is good for your body and brain. And you like we just want to move. Like if you're sitting at a desk all day, like that's just not good. Like you're not, your body isn't opening up and you're just like slumped over. Like you need to get up and move it, which is just good for your legs. Good, good for your mental health too, because you're just taking a break from all the mental strain of working. Tip number four, hydrate. A healthy workday begins with hydration. Keep a water bottle handy at your desk at all times. I know this is simple and I'm so glad like with the rise of Hydroflask, I feel like we've seen more people drinking water. I don't know if that's just me, but I feel like I always see people carrying their hydros, which is great because people are drinking more water. Uh, Plus filling your water, going back to our last tip, is a good excuse to get up and walk around. So going, walking around, walking to the water cooler, walking to the fridge, get that water. Good excuse to walk around and get some water. So set a goal mentally for how much water you're going to drink, or you can put it in your notes, a goal, a checklist. Uh, For example, I'm gonna drink a full water bottle by lunchtime. I always like to do that. Also, having a water bottle with a straw will make it easier. Sip, sip, sip while you work. For, like, for some reason, a straw is just so much easier. So they have those metal straws. They have the hydro flasks with like the built-in straw lid. So however way you want to do it, tumbler with a straw, straws just make it easier because you can just like sip and work at the same time, like kind of almost mindlessly sipping, which is great because you just want that water. And don't forget to take your water bottle into meetings with you. Just because it's a meeting doesn't mean you won't get thirsty. So, and it kind of gives you a break. Like if you're talking and are thinking about what to say next, get that water, take a sip. Like, oh, I'm just taking a drink. Like that kind of gives you some time to think about something or an answer. So there's a little extra tip within there about meetings. And fifth and final tip, bring an extra pair of shoes. So if you can, bring an extra pair of shoes. I listened to an episode. I think I've talked about this before, but I listened to an episode of the Skinny Confidential podcast interview with Lorna Jane, the founder of the women's sportswear brand. One thing that really stuck out to me was that she always has a pair of running shoes at her desk. 
Brilliant. That's awesome. This way, even if you have a meeting where you want to wear dress shoes, you can slip them on after and go for a walk. So you don't have to deal with wearing heels or wearing shoes you can't walk around in all day. So you can kind of slip them in and out depending on what your schedule is like. And I've definitely, like personally, I've used my footwear as an excuse to not walk around or move much throughout the day. So a backup shoe is pure genius. I love that. And there, and it doesn't have to be like a sneaker. It could just be like a pair of flats that you like can walk in. So I think that is such a great tip. And everyone's workday is a little bit different, but these simple tricks have helped me and kind of getting into that mindset to just think about your health goals overall and to think about how your workplace is affecting your health because you're spending 40 hours, if not more in the workplace. It should be a part of your health goals. Like you should marriage the two because if you're spending 40 hours over a week in a not healthy state, all those other hours will be trying to compensate for that, like trying to catch up and it'll be really hard to. So getting in that mindset of incorporating more healthy habits to your workday is really smart. And um, a lot of these were more like on the physical scale, but when you're physically feeling healthy, that affects your mental mental health as well. Um, but your workplace can really deal, can affect both. So just be really mindful of how your workplace is affecting you. Um, but before we move on, I'll go through those tips really quick, just a little recap so we can, so you guys can remember. So tip number one was waking up early, starting off the day with something that you enjoy before work. So just getting something done before the work day to own that lunch hour, own it, make it yours, like enjoy that lunch hour. Three, get out of your seat. Don't forget to move. Four, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. And five, bring that extra pair of shoes so you don't use uncomfortable shoes as an excuse to not move. Everyone's workday is a little bit different, but these tricks have helped me. And let me know if you have a favorite workplace wellness tip on my latest Instagram, or you can DM me at Abby Sufelt. And time for my Friday favorite. Today's Friday favorite is a little more obscure than usual, but I just wanted to say it that I am so impressed with social media and the fact that like if you're using it for good you can meet so many cool people and I was just kind of reflecting because I had a podcast interview this week for an upcoming episode with Lauren Ruiz who's a small business attorney and um, she'll be on an upcoming episode but that connection was really made through Instagram and we met and it was awesome and like talked for a long time after and it was just really cool and that's happened in multiple times where you like follow someone on Instagram make that connection there and then on the outside when you do meet in person it's like you're meeting some like a friend that you already know even though you're meeting them for the first time so I just think it's cool like when you're using social media in the way to be social I guess that it really has like a lot of power and you can just really build your network so I would say that's my favorite thing today is that the connections from social media can actually be connections in real life too which I'm, I'm not saying like go meet strangers on the internet, but I'm just saying like social media, like specifically Instagram and possibly like LinkedIn too, has the opportunity to really connect you to people that can be friends, can be mentors, can be good connections for you. So keep that in mind as you're using social media and maybe that can help you have a more positive outlook on it as well if you're struggling with that. So with that, thank you so much for listening today. If you liked today's episode, please leave a five-star review in the podcast app or wherever you're listening to the podcast. I always love hearing what you have to say. And that way, the Working Girl Talk vibes 
keep spreading to other working girls out there. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes. We have some awesome interviews coming up. And with that, have an awesome day and I will talk to you next week. Thank you.